welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week's parasha, more talks about uh, the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen, and that they are forbidden to become impure by the, with, through the contact of a dead person. So even today, a Kohen cannot enter a cemetery or he cannot be in contact with a dead person, even more, more in the days of the temple when they had to be of service in the temple, they had to be careful not to get in contact with a, with a dead person and get impure. The exception to this rule was for them, uh, their immediate family, they could come to the burial of their mother, of their father, of their brother, of their sister, if she was not married, of God forbid, one of their sons or daughters. And this was the exception to this rule. And uh, there is also another exception, but it's not only an exception, it's an obligation, that even if he would be a Kohen, and he's walking on the road, in a road where there's no city, like it's outside of the city, and he finds a body in a place where there is no body, in call, uh, on calling distance, he has the obligation to take care of that person and bury him with dignity and as soon as possible. And um, in this case, he's obliged to break his state of purity and bury the body himself. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about comfort zones. And uh, according to Wikipedia, what is a comfort zone? A comfort zone is a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and they are at ease and in control of their environment experiencing low levels of anxiety and, and stress. So most people don't like to change, they don't, they don't want to do things that are foreign to them. Why? Because it gets them out of their comfort zone, they have no control over them and uh, that this creates a certain amount of stress and anxiety in them. But the truth is we may not realize it, uh, what exactly our comfort zone is until we are forced to leave it. And sometimes in life, many, many times, things happen out of our control, we have no control over them, and we are really obliged to get out of, a com of our comfort zone and step up to the plate and do what has to be done. So the problem is that growth and maturity is often found only outside our comfort zone. So this, this month of ER, uh, from the second night of Pesach and the month of Nisan and up to Shavuot, uh, which is in, um, in Shvat, uh, in, in Sivan, I'm sorry, we are taken out of our comfort zones when we are uh, counting the Omer because we are redirecting our, all, all, all our sefirot, our mitots, we're working on ourselves, we're working on on our, on our uh, character traits and trying to, to refine ourselves. So this takes us out of our comfort zone. So the mitzvah of brewing a, a met mitzvah, this is the name it's given to it, which is a corpse which is found on the side of the road with no one to take care of him, will certainly force us out of our comfort zone. Like if you're in the middle of the road and you find a corpse and you're in a hurry to get somewhere and then you find this and then the Torah is telling you, hello, you cannot leave this, this body lying in the, in the road just like that. You have to really stop everything you're doing and you have to really take care of this. This really takes us out of our comfort zone. And Torah teaches that whoever finds such a situation has the obligation to give the, the deceased due dignity by giving it proper burial soon as soon as possible. So this is um, 
there's no question about it. This is what has to be done no matter what. So even after death, we must give dignity and respect to the body for the simple fact that this body housed a soul and this soul living in a body became a human person, a human life that lived in this world and and was part of, a, of, a, of, of, of the representation of God in this world. So the, even if a person didn't have a respect for life, if a person didn't live up to his potential, nevertheless, we can still respect him for his potential. And when he, wa when he was alive, we, we see that this person had a potential. And no matter how not good he was, there's also always something good he did in this world. There's no, not such a thing that a person goes through this world and doesn't even do one little mitzvah. Everybody does a mitzvah. So this kavod we give to a person in his most defenseless, vulnerable, uh, and, and uh, impress, unimpressive state, is a is a huge mitzvah that's why it's so important to be very careful when when you're taking care of a person that's going to be buried to t really take a lot of care in his body so this mitzvah is so great that it takes precedence to any other mitzvah even reading the megillah of, of esther as rabbah as rabbah said great is human dignity as it overrides a prohibition in the torah must must be buried where it was uh, found today we bury in a cemetery so today like a person could put the person in a in a car and drive him to a cemetery but in those days there was not such a thing and the person had to be buried on the on the road in the spot where he was found so saving a human life or keeping shabbat come before the mitzvah of of, of burying a, a person that you find in the road uh, but the point is that we are taught to put our personal comfort and many Torah obligations to the side and because this is more important than anything else. Like this really takes precedence and it's such a big mitzvah because the person that dies will never be able to give you, uh, be grateful to you. He will never be able to repay what you have done for him. And this is why this mitzvah is such a huge mitzvah. So death forces us to confront not only what we're in front of, but it also, it, it questions our own mortality. It makes us deal with uncomfortable reality that at the end of the day, we're all on, on, that, on that journey. There's nobody here that's gonna stay forever. Someone said once, like the minute a person is born, he has a terminal disease called life. It, it, that's how it is like whoever comes to this world there's there's a beginning and there's an end so we we come to question the meaning of life and death and what's our purpose in this world so when we're confronted with death this is part of the of the realization that comes with it and thank god we have today organizations that help in these situations it's called the hebra kadisha which is the people that take care of the of the deceased with a lot of respect and they take care of everything that this person should be buried in the most uh, fast way and the most uh, dignified way. So, but sometimes it happens, they are not around and it is up to you. And in today's world, you don't need to be alone in the road to find yourself in this situation. Like really the Torah is talking about this specific a situation but in life sometimes we encounter situations that are similar to this one and it would be that uh, for example I used to work in hospice 
in Florida for many years as a volunteer. And many times it happened, I would come and the person had died. And the person had died and there was no one there. There was no Jewish person around. And I had to sit for hours as a shomer and take care of the body until the Hebra Kadisha showed up. Many times it happened that the person was alone in the world. There was nobody to take care of him. And we, I had to call a rabbi and see what are we gonna do with this person? What's gonna be with this person? So we had to look for, for a way to bury that Jewish person in a dignified way. Many times it happened that I would come and the family had decided that they wanted to cremate the person. And Jewish law forbids this. You cannot cremate, you have to bury. So I would have to sit down with this family and explain to them and beg to them. And, and I would tell them, you know what, I will take care of it because most of the times it was a monetary situation where they didn't want to spend the amount of money that proper, proper burial comes to. Thank God there's people that have organizations that help for this. But what I mean is, is are, if you're in the place where a situation comes and you happen to be in that place at that time, it's not random. It's for you to do something about it, to help do the right thing. So here we say that uh, we have to make sure that the body is released, transferred, and bur buried as soon as possible. And, um, and if you're in that place at that time, that's your job. So the lesson that is conveyed to us in the parasha is that we have to become that person that is willing to go against his comfort zone to help someone in need. And we should be linked to the to, to a spiritual met mitzvah, the person that is found alone in the middle of nowhere. Regarding this, a Jew must know that spiritually many Jewish people are lost in the wilderness. And sometimes you come and you find them and it's your job to bring them back and to help them come back. Even if you are as lofty as a high priest, even if you're the greatest rabbi in the world and you, you, you're you in your books all day, it's your job if you find somebody that needs to be spiritually revived. So here we see that um, if a high priest is allowed to attend an actual met mitzvah, so much more we are obliged to go out of our way to spiritually revive a living met mitzvah. So the Baal Shem Tov used to say that a soul can come down to this world for 70 or 80 years just to do a favor to somebody else. Maybe that's our whole purpose here, just to do a favor. And this reminds me of a story I heard many, I read many years ago in one of those books of Chicken Soup for the Soul, in which um, a rabbi that used to work in factories giving a hashkaha, giving the, the seal that the product was kosher. And he used to travel around New York and, uh, and, and Washington and Boston. And he used to go up to Canada to check factories, food factories. In one of his trips, he was going up to Canada and it happened to be that in the middle of the trip, on his middle of going wherever he was going, uh, he was listening to the radio and the radio was saying that there was a big storm coming, approaching. It was going to be a very bad storm and that whoever was in the highway, in the roads should just park their cars and get into a shelter, like wherever they found a place to go in, they should really stop driving and take shelter. So he looked around and the, he got off the highway into the nearest uh, exit. And when he came out, the nearest thing he found was an old age home. So he parked his car 
And he went inside, and when the, the nurses saw him, they were, Oh, Rabbi, oh, Rabbi, we were waiting for you. Where were you? We were waiting for you. And so he says, really, in reality, I don't know. I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I, I was going to check a factory, and uh, there's a storm coming, and I just came in to ask if you could shelter me for the duration of the storm. So the nurses were, like, beyond themselves. They said, I don't know. God sent you because Mr. I don't remember the name. I'm going to call him Mr. Goldstein just passed away and we were trying to contact his rabbi, but we haven't been able to contact anybody. And we know by the, the, the family left a note saying that this, this person, whoever brought him to the old age home left a note saying that this person, if anything happens to him, he should be taken care of right away. So it's incredible that you just, you just walked in. I can't be, we can't believe it. So the storm was there. So the rabbi went to see Mr. Goldstein and he did the proper things that you do to a person that just passed away. He covered him, he opened the window, he, he threw away all the open water that was in the room and he put him in the floor and uh, he put a, a, a candle on his head where his head was and he sat there and he prayed the healing for him through the duration of the storm when the storm was over he said can i take him with me i, I want to take him back so we can bury him he put him in his car they released him he went back to new york and he came to the burial place and the the, the morgue and he he the fun funeral home and he came and he said to them, look, I have this person. He just died in this old age home. This person has nobody. They just gave him to me so I can bury him. What can you help me out? And they says, look, we really don't do this type of work. We, we are not uh, uh, an organization that that uh, has funds to bury people that have no money, uh, a nonprofit. But the funeral home right in front is does that. It's a funeral home for that situation. So you, you should go there. The moment he crosses the street and he walks into this funeral home, who does he see in the entrance? There's a picture of a man, of a handsome man, and he's beyond himself and he says, who is that? So it says underneath uh, such and such Goldstein. He says, um, well, this was a man that was very rich. He never had a family, he never had uh, children and he donated all his money to this uh, funeral he opened this funeral home to help people that could not be didn't have the means to have a proper Jewish burial to be able to be buried in a dignified and honest way so he he was the one that started this organization He's, he was ready to faint this rabbi he says you won't believe who I have in my car and they say, who do you have? He says, I have Mr. Goldstein. So you see, you never know. I still think about this story, I get goosebumps. Because in reality, you see from here, what goes around comes around. The good he did came back to him. And uh, as my grandmother used to say, the world is not empty. So I wish you a good week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.